This is Pastor Jared Pollard, and you're listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that every person needs community that leads to encounters that causes growth. Join us as we dive into Scripture, share testimonies, and learn to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. Thank you for joining us for the ALC Daily Podcast. I'm Pastor Kenzie Joyner. And it's Pastor Benjamin Davis. And I'm Pastor Trey Rayner. Thank you guys for joining us again. We're doing Bible Wisdom, Six Things God Hates and Rescues Us From, Part 3. And we're in Proverbs 16. It says, There are six things that the Lord hates and seven that are an abomination to Him. And so we've been uh, saying, you know what, these are human behaviors and God offers a rescue plan for each one. So verse 19 says, the Lord hates a false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. Now, these are definitely church matters. So uh, let's just dive into these. All right. So false witness who breathes out lies. So the Lord hates that behavior. He works against that behavior. Right. Um, and uh, where do you see this today? And what do you see as God's rescue plan for this? A false witness who breathes out lies. You got it. <laughs> that's, that's a hefty one. Honestly. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see it so much like uh, blatantly, mm-hmm. but I think uh, when we, cause you know, the world is so connected now Mm-hmm. And so I see it as like stuff that's said on social media, mm. stuff that comes through, you know, different schools, different churches, whatever it may be. It's just stuff people hear. They will witness to that as if it's the truth. Yeah, right. But it's, they don't actually know if it's true. Right. Like mm. we heard it enough that mm. we believe it's true, mm. but you're actually a false witness because mm. you're saying something that you don't know yeah. is true. Mm. Mm. Yeah. As someone who, for pastors that speak, in front of the congregation, even you have to be so careful with this, and I and I combat the idea of fault witnessing, fault witnessing as making sure I have accountability mm-hmm. to myself on if I were to say something that didn't make it the right angle, if you will, mm-hmm. and I have someone that can come around and say, "Hey, you mentioned this that wasn't entirely true," so then therefore I have to go back up there, humble myself, yeah, one, right, and then correct it if I need to correct it. And mm. so, but at the end of the day, when it comes to false witnesses, I mean, you gotta, if we want to talk just scripture here and we want to talk just Bible here, you got to read it for yourself. You know, yeah. like, I think one of the greater ways to make sure that you're not going to miss it or you're not going to misjudge an interpretation or hear things the wrong direction, you mm-hmm. got to go read it for yourself. I yeah. mean, it's so easy with instant gratification now happening nowadays. It's so easy with everything just being at the search engine mm. of our phones. Yeah. It's so easy just to get the information just off of the randomness of the wind, you know. But it, we have to be intentional about the way that we talk Jesus. Mm. I mean, yeah. because Jesus isn't just a another example like it, it, it's not like just cutting your grass yeah i cut my grass this week and that's mm-hmm. it like it's this we're talking about life here you yeah, know like right. jesus this is life and so you can't just randomly just throw something out there and you have no idea about it like when it comes to jesus look like we're all learning we're all growing none of us are perfect by any means 
But when we talk Jesus, there is a power yeah. that follows that. So the power that you give out, whether it's true or false, yeah, somebody's it's going to have a weight. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so you have to make sure that if we are witnessing the people, we're, we're going out to witnessing people, then we need to make sure that we are publicizing Jesus in a manner that is of truth. And at the same time, you also have to look at your authentic. actions. Yeah, you gotta be authentic. You, gotta be authentic. Yeah, and yeah. you have to be able to look at your actions too behind it because, man, you go and say one thing, you preach Jesus one way, you mm-hmm. go and share the word one way, and then you turn around and you do the exact opposite. Yeah. And people notice that stuff. That, in my way, is also false witnessing mm-hmm. because you're not living what you're preaching. Right. And that is a trap of hypocrisy. Yeah. That's a trap of people saying, it you know, destroys this, your yeah, witness. It, it's destroy, it destroys yeah. the validation that you're sharing with people. Because, man, when you say Jesus is good and then you turn around and you do some poor things, people yeah. immediately start thinking, okay, is Jesus really good? Yeah. You know, is God really a good God? Is he really a God of love and favor? Or is he the God that you're doing mm. right now? Cause, mm. Because sometimes, and I've, I've mentioned this to multiple people, sometimes in, the, in our world, I mean, when you look at it, they, they say the Bible the Bible is the most publicized or published book out there. Yeah. Um, but I still think that there are people in this world who do not know of God, who do not know right. Jesus. Yeah. And so sometimes you might never, you may never know when you run into somebody and you're the first sign of Jesus mm-hmm. that they've ever witnessed. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. there is a level of accountability yeah. that comes with that. And right. so if you're false witnessing and you're living a secondary life, your wake of impact is a lot more negative than you could yeah. possibly realize. Yeah. Right. You know, what we try to do also for training our preachers here at Abundant Life is occasionally you get a subject matter you have to teach on that you're not <laughs> yes. perfectly living. For yeah. example, anytime you have to teach on marriage you're doing that imperfectly because your marriage is always a work in progress. So you just be honest and say, I'm I'm a work in progress in this area. I use little tactics like I'm going to point at you this morning so that uh, the other four fingers are pointing back at me. So really I'm just preaching to myself this morning. You get over here. Yeah, exactly. What you're saying is the, the subject needs to be taught, but I'm a work in progress. It's transparency. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then the other thing that I would also say on this one is, if you ever find yourself, uh, especially in a church where someone you see, they, for some reason, intentionally shift from integrity to false witnessing, to, to lies, to either cover or get an agenda done, you want to get away from that person as fast as possible. It's rare, but it happens. Right. Where you get a trusted leader who just turns and their their agenda is so strong that they have to go to being a false witness. They can't do it in truth. They can't do it in truth. It has to be Let false. me tell you, when that person turns, you get away from them. Because not good things are going to happen right. at that point. You've never seen that, though, Pastor oh, Ben. I, I, I'm speaking from experience <laughs> no. here. And, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And it's a horrifying not. thing when you see a person yeah. that you have known as a person of integrity and character turn to lying and false witness it, it for an agenda that they're running. 
it, it's it'll make your heart drop, your jaw drop, your shoes drop, you, your your whole countenance will go down. Yeah, because um, you're seeing them literally go against God. Yeah, yeah, and so the best wisdom there is get away from yeah. that person. Yeah. You know. Okay, let's go to the next one. Um, so God hates the one who sows discord among brothers. Now that's pretty simple to understand. The Lord hates that behavior, sowing discord among brothers. You guys, you guys want to tackle that one? Well, it's it's the, I think it's the top or one of the top uh, weapons the enemy uses. Yeah, is discord among believers, among families. Yeah, he'll sow this discord of you know uh, a disagreement or an yeah. offense, yeah. like we talked about before. That will, and Jesus said, a house divided can't stand. Yeah. Right. And so that if he gets it just a little bit of discord, a little bit of offense in there, um, and he finds someone that he can use, because mm-hmm. there's always someone that's got a little bit of discord. Yeah. Or you know, uh, they're not as happy as they seem. Yeah. And the devil can give that little seed of you know, of division. In, in the body, or like I said, in a family, where this person will kind of go on a path of sowing discord and trying yeah. to turn people against other people. Right. And there's just this split, and that house can't stand. And the devil just loves to do that. So God hates that. Mm. You know, it was the devil's first trick in heaven, wasn't it? Yeah. Where he got a third of the angels to yep. go against God's he kingdom. He sowed discord in heaven. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he's still doing it on earth. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have to be real careful to to not yeah. allow those seeds yeah. in. It's quite ironic too when you think about it. When you say someone and someone else has a discord between each other, as time goes by, I would be interested to see the percentage of how often people actually forget the real reason oh, yeah. why there was a discord. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the offense and discord takes on a life of its right, own. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. And it, it just. It, it's no longer about the action or the statement or the words that were spoken. It just becomes a matter of whenever I think of this person, that's their identity in my mind. You yeah. Know? And, that, and, and quite frankly, you have to look back at, at scripture, but when you talk about forgiveness, man, when you yeah. talk about grace, like if you want, if you want to have a rescue plan for discord, man, you got to have forgiveness. You yeah. know, you got to be yeah. willing to humble yourself, provide a little bit of grace because in all reality, every single one of us have done some, something to yeah. someone yeah. that caused a little bit of frustration, caused a little bit of an offense, if you will. But there is power behind the individual that is willing to go and look past the discord to look mm-hmm. past the offense to look past the offense that just caused a lot of grief or uh, burden and whatnot but there's power to the person that's willing to say you know what the lord forgave me so mm-hmm. i will forgive you and mm-hmm. you're naturally when that happens it is quite a thing to see naturally you start to see things mend together again. yeah you start right. to right. see the lord working behind yeah. the scenes mm-hmm. you start seeing the lord doing things mm-hmm. that are just seamless. And when you see that happening, you start to see the relationship to build again. I mean, mm-hmm. talk about husbands or wives who had an affair. Talk about um, mom and dad having issues with daughter or son. And talk, talk about friends who were really good friends at one point. And there was one conversation that, that caused division, that uh, caused 
And fans, there's so many situations out there that you can talk about that the enemy loves to put a wedge in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. He loves to divide yeah. uh, people, and he would, especially in the body of Christ, especially in a powerful yeah. uh, church of mm-hmm. God. I mean, it's so common for the enemy to try to bring a wedge that ultimately brought division and and hatred towards one another. But man, if you can just identify that, yeah. if you can identify, look, this is the enemy that's trying to cause a division for us, then quickly you can bring forgiveness. Mm. Quickly you can bring grace. Quickly mm. you can recognize that this is more than just me and you. This is a spiritual warfare. This, this could be spiritual in itself. And so whenever you can provide a mindset of, you know, my relationship with you is more important than the offense that's yeah. trying to p- pull us down. Yeah. And so therefore I'm going to forgive or you and I'm or I'm going to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. even and and say, Lord or my friend, forgive me in a manner so that we can still have a successful relationship yeah. so that we can move forward. And yeah. It it is so sad to see when you see brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, family in Christ who are just so powerful, have such strong relationships, and there was a one-time incident mm. that ruins it all. Mm. And yeah. it takes, I want to say this, it takes humility, and it takes a severe amount of love to be able to bring that relationship back to health. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this right now, Jesus already did that for you. Yeah. yeah. He already did it. Yeah. That's right. You know, the the uh, maybe the last thought on this is that the people that study this kind of stuff have actually uh, shown that the brain can build false memories mm-hmm. based on the offense. So if you let an offense go, it it multiplies. And before you know it, the brain has actually created stuff that right. doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's an actual it's like physiological thing. You did this. Thing. You said this. Like, yeah, no, no it's a problem. <laughs> and of course, you, you gave the Lord's rescue plan is... If you forgive, the brain goes, it actually does the opposite thing in the brain. When you forgive, your brain actually starts forgetting the offense. You know, there are people I have forgiven that maybe a conversation will come up about something. And I'm like, what? And and what happens is because over time... You actually forget about it. Right. Uh, let it go. Forgiveness brings freedom. Yeah. I mean, it it brings little freedom. Yeah. 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 So we want to encourage you, you know, the, the, the Proverbs lay these things out so that they become clear lines of black and white for us. Um, and if you find yourself in one of these behaviors or you're, you've listened to these podcasts and you're like, man, I'm guilty in that area. God's rescue plan is repent. And if you struggle, get help. Reach out to your small group and have people pray with you and say, you know what, I need help in this area. And if you will do that, what you'll find is you'll find yourself, it's, when it says six things God hates, that means he's working against those things. He's yeah. And so God, when it says he loves, that means he's working for those things. So you want to get on the side of God loves these things. He's working for these things. So we want to encourage you, repentance is God's precious gift to men take advantage of it and you'll be free thank you for joining us today at abundant life church we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with jesus you will have growth visit abundant.us to learn more about alc and how to join a small group
On Sundays, you can join us at 8.30 a.m. for our time prayer meeting and our services at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m.